You now tuned in to the Gunk Town Podcast. I'm your boy Doug B. We ain't got nothing to talk about, but we got something to talk about. Let's go. Good people, good people, good people. Welcome back to the Gumptown Podcast, episode 94. I'm your boy, Doug B. If you tuned in to this podcast, thank you for your time and your attention. I really appreciate you giving this podcast a shot. Today's guest is the founder and owner of Gentleman's Zone Barbershop. I'm looking forward to this conversation. I'm sure we'll all be inspired by his story. Let's chop it up with Curtis Blackman. Curtis, how's it going, man? And everything's good. Everything's good. Glad to hear that, man. First things first, thank you for taking time out of your schedule to chop it up with me a few minutes. I really appreciate it. Man, anytime. Anytime y'all want to talk, I'm here. Yes, sir. Of course, we're here to talk about Gentleman's Own Barbershop. But before we talk about the barbershop, let's get to know the man behind the brand. What's your story? Well, I mean, it's self-explanatory. You know what I'm saying? It's a gentleman's own. Um, I consider myself uh, a gentleman. You know what I'm saying? To Montgomery, I I don't think it's... You know, too many people in Montgomery is going to say anything different, I don't think. But um, I chose that brand uh, because of now I had to grow into a gentleman. Um, in the beginning, when I had my, my shop in my 20s, uh, I wasn't quite the grown man that I needed to be and to take control of, you know, my, my, my environment. And someone actually uh, lost a life uh, inside my shop. But it didn't have anything to do with me. I was just cutting hair at the time. But um, it's it's just the gentleman's zone is just something that I involved in over over the you know over the course of a number of years. Okay, so, cool man. Yeah, cool man. So let's all right, cool. Like we definitely appreciate you giving me that tidbit about the gentleman's zone. But um, just just a little bit more about you. Like where you from? Schooling and things of that nature, man. Uh, just a little bit of your background. All right. Well, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm a, I'm a country boy. You know what I'm saying? You know, everything's simple with me, man. Uh, went to school in Jeff Davis. Uh, about ninety, yeah, ninety-seven, ninety-eight. Graduated. Uh, I had a lot of jobs. I'm gonna say about twenty. I may leave a couple of them out, but <laughs> I can actually count twenty jobs. Uh, once I, once I, 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 I actually became the barber. I was actually cutting hair at home, uh, in the country for like five dollars you know what i'm saying but uh i was like man y'all gotta pay me more you gotta pay me more so this guy by the name of uh sydney williams he actually uh uh you know put me on the path of cutting hair one day i was sitting in his shop and oh yeah he's a legend too uh down in mount meigs everybody in the wall mount meigs um everybody know this man when i say this man is like the barber king and nobody talks about this guy I, i can't help it bro I, I got to talk about it. I have to. He he influenced me t- to be who I am today, for real. I mean, one day he he had some change. He had to give some change that i never forget it. And he pulled out so much money. And I looked at him and I was just like, wow, I want to do this. And I, and I told myself if I didn't play pro basketball, that I was going to be a barber. And at the time, I didn't have the, the drive that I needed to play ball. So I became, you know, Kurt the Barber. I'm saying born and raised country boy, you know what I'm saying? Really like Dre say, started from the bottom. You know what I'm saying? Everybody start from the bottom. You gotta grow into whoever you want to be. No doubt, man. You gotta start somewhere, yeah. man. Gotta like start you, somewhere. Like you said, country boy got it out the mud. And yeah, man. Sidney Williams, 
Definitely OG, clean the spade and the swag, man. Like, and I'm, I'm talking about right now, 76, <laughs> 77 years old right. right now, maybe 78. He's still, still doing his thing. He's still cutting. And right. He only, he only cut on Saturday. That's the only day he want to cut. Yeah, he you know OG, man. And matter of fact, he's so cold with it now. He do he uh do house calls for certain certain people that really know him because he actually he actually comes by my uh he actually goes to my my granddad's house and cut his hair. He been cutting his hair That's for true. years, man. And uh, Sydney just OG and like you said, he pulled out that wad of money. It's definitely inspirational because nobody because man Sydney always had that wad of money, man. He always had the, the bubble gum. His shop was just a vibe, man. Even man, as a that's, kid. That's why I started from man sitting right in there, man. My mom yeah. dropped me off. For about six hours, and I'm like, me and my brothers, we like, man, look, we stayed in the barbershop too long today. And I'm like, man, I'm gonna, I'm gonna start cutting hair. And so I had two twin brothers. I'm cutting their hair, messing their head up in eighth grade, and mess my own. So I'm like, look, I got to get it right. right. <laughs> so right. I got it right. You know what I'm saying? Right. No doubt, man. Like that's good that you was able to get the inspiration at a young age, and you knew exactly what you wanted to do. So you went yeah. on to graduate from J JD. So at the high school, did you do in the military or college, or you went you went right to work? Well, I'm a, it's funny, you know what I'm saying. Funny little military story. I hope I don't get in trouble. You know what I'm saying. Oh, but uh, <laughs> but uh, I mean, you know, I was I was I was supposed to go to the Marines. And you know, my father, he was uh, he served in the army, and me and him kept talking about it. But uh, one day, uh, I was just like turned into my own self, and I was just like, you know what? I think we're gonna have a war, and that's what I said to myself. And and I went to the recruiter office and. Put my name on the paper, and that's about the only thing that I knew that I had right. So everything else was C all the way down the paper. And I was like, nah, I'm not going <laughs> to do this. <laughs> I can't right. I can't, I can't, do this. You know what I'm saying? So uh, it, the military was definitely out of the question for me. Uh, then, uh, you know, I had other jobs. Um, I'm talking about roofing work, cement work. I'm talking about all types of carpentry work. I'm talking about working in the factories, working at Neutrina dog food plants. I'm talking, I didn't even know these places existed. I was like 19, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? So when I say I had a lot of jobs, I had a lot of jobs, but it was one job that I had at, at Ring, and I was, I was, I was 19 and the guy was going to hire me, you know what I'm saying? The full-time position. I was going to this little, uh, this temp, this temp thing back in the day. And, uh, I looked at him. And I was like, okay, I'll be in tomorrow. But I was like, nah, this is not something that I wanted to do. So I actually got high, you know what I'm saying? And and didn't come, you know, didn't go back. And cause I knew it was, I, I wasn't gonna like it. And I, and so I didn't go back. And I, I, I went to barbering school one day, a friend of Mr. Hertz. Uh, my brother actually went to barber school and um, he told me to come cut his hair one day. So I went over there I didn't know what Mr. Hertz so I, you know, introduced myself and I told him who I was and I told him I was coming to cut my brother hair. And he said, go ahead. And so once I cut his hair and he turned around, and he looked, he said, hey, man, you ready for a shop? And at the time, cutting hair wasn't even, you know, what I'm saying, on my mind. I was, you know, kind of a little street dude at the time. Uh, so I probably about a month, I talked to my father and uh, I asked him, he was like, well, you know what? I was cutting hair at one time in the military and he told me about he used to cut with Sydney." At one point, and I didn't know that. And you know, he uh, wanted to do something else, but he always cut my hair. And he just told me learn how to cut in the military. But um, I mean, and once uh, Mr. Hertz was like, "You ready?" And I looked at him, and like I said, it took me two weeks to get into it. And, and once I got into it, and my mom was like, "No, you barber's not a real job. You know, you, you get you a real job." And I'm looking at her like, "Mom, chill out. 
know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm, I, I, I don't want to, I don't want to, you know, listen to you at the moment. You know what I'm saying? I'm 19. I, you know, let me be a man and do my thing, you know, but I went in, I think my first shop I was in, uh, Mobile Highway. I think it's called Deja Vu. Uh, the guy left like before I got there, week before I got there. So he had took all the clients with him. I probably did like four customers that whole week. And Mr. Hertz came in. He was like, man, you doing anything? And I was like, nah, I did four. And so he told me about this lady in Chisholm. Um, said she just, she's from New York and she just opened up and she needs some barbers. So I wrote, you know, follow him over there. And that time I was like, man, you know, where the hell am I going? I didn't know where I was going. I'm like, I didn't even know this place exists. Mm-hmm. And so we get over there and chills them at this place called uh, Northside Barber and Style Shop. And there was a lady used to run it by the name of Miss Luce. And when I tell you, bro, if we had more time, bro, I'll tell you so many funny stories, man. <laughs> man, it'll crack you up. I'm talking about if you can call, if you can call me every weekend, bro, for the next month or two. <laughs> and I got plenty of stories. Right. Everybody in the city know Miss Lucy. Lucy. And and Miss Lucy, hey, and, and on the on the north side, hey, that's where the legend was born, man. Kurt the Barber, man. You can ask anybody in the city. They don't see me out. They don't see me clubbing. They don't see me. Only way they see me is in the barbershop. And that's how I want to keep it. You know what I'm saying? That's what I do. You know what right. I'm saying? So, hey, right. gentleman's on. That's that's who I'm involved too. I'm a grown man now. You know what I'm saying? So, hey, gentleman, gentleman's on. And so my my main purpose. My main purpose is to leave, you know what I'm saying, my legacy. And, you know, but to grab as many young individuals that want to learn how to cut hair. So that's that's my main focus right now. You know what I'm saying? To get a beard and to be able to teach barber. And I want to, you know, call it, you know, you know, Curtis Barber School. Mm-hmm. And that's my main goal. Just try to get the kids up off the street some kind of way. Because one thing I know, all the little kids want is money. They want money. Right. No doubt. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So if I can give them, you know what I'm saying, some good godly words and, and tell them how I got my money, you know what I'm saying? I think it'll be beneficial to a lot of, you know, little kids that want to go that route. I can't, I can't, you know, help all of them. Right. You know what I'm saying? But in the group of a hundred, I know I can pull about at least five, ten up out of that. And that's what it's all about. Just finding those, those handful of people that you can impact. Like you said, you can't help everybody, but the fact that yeah. you're thinking long term, you're thinking in terms of being a mentor, that's dope. So let's back up to just the time with Mr. Hurts and how he was able to discover that gift that you didn't even know you had at the time of barbering. So you went from cutting on Mobile Highway and you got linked up with Miss Lucy. And man, I don't even know, rolling, man. man. <laughs> I don't even know. To be honest with you, to be honest with you, bro. Like I told you, I felt like I felt like I I fell into barbering. You know what I'm saying? By mistake one day. You know no what I'm saying? So. I just went to cut my little brother hair, and once I cut his hair, Mr. Hertz was like, "Hey, you, you, you know, you, you ready for the shop?" And I'm looking right. at him like, "What?" And hey, I, he saw it, and saw your gift, man. <laughs> hey, that's it. That's what it's all about. Because a lot of times we're too close to our gifts to even identify. It. Like to you, in your mind, you were just you were just doing something to pass the time, or you were just cut your little brother hair. You weren't looking at it like you was gonna turn into Curtis the barber, but you just never know what life's gonna, you know, different. Twists and turns, man, where life going to end up having you at, to your point. Yeah, man, like, I never see you out in the city, man. You definitely be, every time I see you on IG, you in the barbershop. You out the way, doing your thing. That's, That's the best way, place man. to be, out the way, man. That's the only way I can, I can, uh, you know, fulfill my, my dreams and goals, man. And you know what I'm saying? Just stay out the way and do what I do. I'm no not doubt. I'm not even asking for a uh, donation, bro. I'm not even asking for donation, man, but 
You know what I'm saying? I'm I'm just trying to do some out my pocket. No doubt. You know what I'm saying? I'm trying to I'm trying to get this credit A one close to that. I'm trying to get these buildings. You know what I'm saying? I'm trying to get stuff like that and grants. You know what I'm saying? Where I don't have to ask people. I don't I don't want to have to borrow anything. You know what I'm saying? I just want God to you know just bless me with everything that I need, bro. And that's all you need for real to make it in this world. Just some belief in yourself and God. Like that's really what it come down to. Just having that drive, having that conviction and belief in yourself which sounds like you have that you have that confidence in yourself that hey you're gonna make it happen so when did exactly so when exactly did you start cutting for yourself when did you come up well um well uh in the eighth grade that's when i actually picked up the clippers Mm -hmm. and i cut my own hair and i had to take it serious because i messed my own head up you know what i'm saying so when i messed my own head up that actually um uh made me cut more because I had to straighten it out the next time. And then I went to Sydney and I was like, hey, I cut my hair and, you know, when it grew back. But I right. kept on cutting and I kept on cutting. So in the 10th grade, I'm cutting my hair. I'm giving myself the ball fade and, you know what I'm saying, everything. And when I mess up, I, I cut it all off. When it grow back in two weeks and I ball faded again. You know what I'm saying? So I, I, over the years, I've been practicing on myself and, you know, and once Mr. Hurst saw, you know, what he saw and I just took everything that I that I had my, my flavor to the barber game, you know what I'm saying? And I just brought it to the game and just developed my skills over the years, man. Right. So when did you found, uh, when was Gentleman Zone Barbershop open? Like, um, when did you open your, your own barbershop? Um, actually, I opened my first barbershop in 2012. Okay. That was called Cuts R Us. Um, that mm-hmm. was the, you know, little tragic event happened in 2015 mm-hmm. where a young man had got killed in there, you know what I'm saying? So, uh, and now gentleman's on, uh, well, actually, uh, after he got killed, I, I, I didn't stop cutting, but I didn't have the same drive, you know what I'm saying? So I went around, you know, to certain, uh, my friend's barbershop and worked with them a couple of times and, and actually spent time, um, to myself when we had the COVID thing to happen. So, um, that actually, I would say made me stronger, you know what I'm saying? And it, and it put thoughts in my mind and it, and it actually, now I'm going to be really put thoughts in my mind and it also put depression and anxiety in my mind because I couldn't do what I was uh, uh, doing each and every day and that was cutting hair. You know what I'm saying? So when they shut everything down, I kind of I kind of went into a funk. You know what I'm saying? Like, wow, what, you know, what am I going to do now? And so the only thing that I can do to keep, you know, to clear my mind was to go fishing. And, you know, I would tell myself, you know, hey, it's time to get another barbershop. I'm gonna get another barbershop. And I and, and to be honest with you, I really wanted to say I really wanted to have the best barbershop in the city. Mm-hmm. The best, you know what I'm saying, with the barbers, you know what I'm saying, myself and the safest. You know what I'm saying? Because in 2023 of March 28th, that's when I opened up the gentleman's up. So everything that I was thinking about from 2015 all the way up until March the 28th of 23, mm-hmm. I just combined everything together. And I open up the gentleman's arm. And I feel like it expresses me when you walk into the door. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You you see, you see a a a a, a classy gentleman's gentleman's own. I mean, that's what it is. Self-explanatory. Yes, sir. So now that's great, man, that you you were able to pivot from that tragic event, man. And I, I know that was I know that was traumatic for you, even even though, like you said, you didn't you didn't have anything to do with it, but the fact that it happened in your shop, I know it was definitely um a tragic man, event. It was awful, man. It was awful. Right. awful. And, and I'm pretty sure it was something over it was over something that was petty that could have been talked out. But you know, once gunplay get involved and emotions get heightened, things just go left. So, but um 
the fact that you were able to get back on your feet and regain that love for it. Like you said, you lost the love for it. The pandemic rolled around and you rediscovered the love. So what were you cutting hair during the pandemic? Were you pulling up at people's houses? Were you mobile or how would you... How are you? How, man, how, how I, you going? I I got a hotel, man. I had to get a hotel. Okay, you know what I'm saying. And and, and I was I was I was hair trapping. Man. Okay, <laughs> you know what I'm saying I, I had a hotel off Fair Hill Road. You know what I'm saying. And it got shut down after two days because instead of me putting the Do Not Disturb sign on the door, I, I left it off because I was gonna come back the next morning real early. Mm-hmm. And I. The housekeeper found it, man, and she snitched on me, man. So I had to shut my operation down and everything. Before the feds came in, you know what wow. I'm saying? And kick in the doors, you know what I'm saying? Over the haircut, you know what I'm saying? Wow, man. <laughs> so that's that's what it was, man. I was hair trapping for real. And, right. You know, they shut me down, man. I mean, you got creative, man, and that just shows just that, like I said, just that creativity, just that belief in your skill set. You got creative because the pandemic, that was a very interesting time for us all, especially the People like yourself, full-time entrepreneurs that who work, who, working for yourself, man. Like you literally gotta get up and produce every day. And the fact that you hey, were, on, only mm-hmm. the strong survive, man. No That's doubt. What my dad taught me, man. Only the strong survive. You know, look, man. My father, he, he man, look, mm-hmm. my father taught me so so much. You know what I'm saying about dealing with people because he was a people person. You know what I'm saying. And he went to war. You know what I'm saying. And 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 he never got the help that he needed. After after being trained, being a trained killer, and then being put back into society, he never got what he actually needed. And it's a lot of people that I meet that go to the military. They don't really get what they need when they come back and have to be, you know, have to transform back to a civilian. You know what I'm saying? And it, it was real hard for me to, you know, grow up with my father, you know, like that. And we talked a lot. And it was more sort of like real deep talk. You know what I'm saying? It's like, you know, he was just trying to see what my mind was. Because every little thing he taught me, you know what I'm saying? I, you know, that's what, you know, mold me to the man I am today. I think all fathers, you know, mold their, their boys. But, you know, even when you don't have a father in your household, there still is a certain man, you know what I'm saying, that's a father figure to all boys. No doubt. Whether they want to accept it or not, you know what I'm saying? But they, there is a, a father figure to all of them. All no of doubt. them that's here on this earth, man. Whether they want to accept it or not, they, they, they have one. And and I and I think all all guys, all boys, all young boys mm-hmm. need to cling to their fathers more because their fathers have more to offer. Because uh, to be honest, they you the same. Mm-hmm. If you you a male and you you looking at your father, to be honest with you, you looking at your God. And the only reason I'm saying it like that because your God takes care of you. Your Lord takes care of you. You know what I'm saying? And in history, that's what we used to call the people that used to take care of us, our lords. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, you know. Yeah, so you know, no doubt, no doubt. Try to, try to do my thing, man. Just try to lift the next man up, man. And if they want to be lifted up, yeah, no doubt, man. And that's what it's all about: taking that game that pops learned, taught you, and applying it in your life, which it sounds like you've done. So let's just talk about your time. You being Curtis the barber, like you get to cut hair. You like the neighborhood therapist, like the barbershop where every what what dudes chill, man. So what is man. it like? On a on day day basis, just being a barber and a therapist, man. <laughs> Look, I'm gonna tell you like this, bro. If I want to be the mayor of Montgomery, bro, it's so easy, man. Because you mm-hmm. li- you, you really listen to the people, you right. know what I'm saying? But then you but then you see the the political part of it, you know what I'm saying? And then you don't want to do it, you know what I'm saying? But then you see where you can help the people, but then you see the political part of it. So that's why I'm staying over here in the barbershop, and I'm just <laughs> trying to focus on the kids, you know what I'm saying? 
I no ain't doubt. got time for all that part, but man, I'm a cheap therapist, man. I'm a forty dollar therapist, man. <laughs> and, and, and to be honest with you, the highest, the highest, um, what is that? The highest uh, uh, service that I offer, I think, is one fifty. I think, and I think that's the gentleman treatment. You know what I'm saying? So if you would get that, you you know what I'm saying? You know, listen to me talk. So that'd be like hundred fifty dollars. You know what I'm saying? So that's something that everybody want to do in a barbershop. But I have I have a you know what I'm saying a treatment for you know all gentlemen. You know what I'm saying? To pamper yourself because that's something that we don't do. And that's that's a time for me to, you know, give you a little knowledge or or hit you with a little Bible or, you know what I'm saying, hit you with a little little streets or hit you with a little something that happened to me, in, you know, in my experience in life, whatever you need. You know what I'm saying? Because that's what barbers do. A oh, real yeah. barber going to give you exactly what you need. I cut your hair, you need some advice. You know what I'm saying? I help you get married, help you raise your kids. I'm talking about all that. I already know, man. Trust me. Like yeah. the barbershop, it's like sacred ground. Like women will never understand how we can go to the barbershop and kick it for four hours. Cause you just four get hours. all the game you need, man. Four hours, man. <laughs> four hours, man. <laughs> yeah, man. But now respect to everything you're doing, man. And just in terms of just that vibe and that experience that you creating over there, the fact that you was able to pivot from the tragic event. So let's talk about vision. What are your short-term and long-term goals with the barbershop? Well, right now, man, I'm trying to I'm trying to own my own in the mm-hmm. end of my uh at the end of my lease. Right? I got three years. You know what I'm saying? So I'm trying to use my mind each and every day. Well, well, actually, actually Sidney had this little quote, uh, how to get rich in 30 days that he had in his barbershop. And mm-hmm. so the first day you take one cent and you double that. The second day you take the two cent and you double that. You know what I'm saying? And so all the way in the 30 days is about how trying to figure out how you're doubling your money. Right. Legally. So I'm just trying to figure out a way myself by not using my money, how to own a barbershop. And what I mean by own is I don't have to pay anybody. It's going to be mine. So that's that's my short term goal because it's going to take me three years. I don't want to sign another lease with anybody else. I want my own. So that's right. my that's my short term goal right there. You know what I'm saying. And, you know, my long term is just to put up, you know what I'm saying? Curtis Barber College. Yes, sir. Yeah. So I'm trying to I'm trying to find my trying to find me. uh uh, get my barber instructor license. So I got to call this girl that I know that uh, does that and see how long that'll take me. So once I get a barber instructor license and I should be able to go from there. No doubt, no man. No doubt. All gas, no brakes, man. All gas, no brakes. Yes, sir. And those are some great goals, both short-term and long-term. I have no doubt you'll make them all come to fruition. Yo, man, it's just, you know, everybody need to come holler at me, man, and just experience, you know what I'm saying, what's going on. I'm talking about a good, safe, you know what I'm saying? Environment, you know, a little something for the kids. The kids got their own TV. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, I, I did add a pool table. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, it's it's not it's not available to to everybody because I didn't I didn't want everybody all on the table. I didn't want people coming in <laughs> talking about, oh, let's shoot this. No, we don't have time for that. Right. You don't see any balls. You don't see any sticks. There's no pool. Right. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, I, I hate to say it like that. But, you know, right. from 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 my experience, I just want to keep everything safe. Right, setting you know the tone. With the capital, yes, with the capital S. You know what I'm saying? Safe. No doubt. So, you know, yeah, everybody come in, talk, get ready, be a magazine. Because we're going to talk about everything. We're going to talk about it all. We're going to have a, a nice, friendly conversation about any and everything. So, this is the place. Saturday morning, 7 30. You can bring your coffee, your hot chocolate, your tea. You know what I'm saying? Your cigarettes, your black and mild. Come on. So, right. We're going to chop it up. We're going to chop it up about any and everything. No doubt. All man. about life. Hey, no, no doubt. But before I get you out of here, man, I want to ask a million dollar question. Curtis, I started this podcast 
to highlight the greatness of the city, whether you were uh-huh. born here or lived here for a significant period of your life. You being a hometown hero, man, what, is, what does Montgomery mean to you? Man, Montgomery, man, Montgomery, Montgomery has a lot of love, man. But you have to, you have to, you have to reach for it. You know what I'm saying? And 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 once you once you start reaching, you know what I'm saying? You you'll be able to find everything that you need. So so you just gotta know how to you know walk. You just gotta know how to walk. You know what I'm saying? It's a, it's a lot of it's man Montgomery. It's a lot of lot of lot of all great things about Montgomery. You know what I'm saying? And and I've read the history of Montgomery. You know, it's a lot of other things too. But you know, hey, that's history. And you know, we don't we don't dwell on the past, you know what I'm saying? We we supposed to make new history. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So that's how I feel about it. You know what I'm saying? So each and every day we wake up, it's a it's a different opportunity for us to smile, man, and spread love. That's what I see in my government. You know what I'm saying? But everybody don't see what I see. Right. You know what I'm saying? So you ask me, you know, what my government, you know, means to me, but it's a lot of love in my government, man. Right. For real. We all I mean, grew up in Montgomery. No doubt. So, so it sounds like you're definitely proud to be from Montgomery. Like you're definitely proud yeah, to be you, from the Gump. You have to be, man. You have no to doubt. be, no matter what, no matter what they call it. You know what I'm saying? You know, so you have to be proud of where you're from. No doubt. Respect, man. So, Curtis, how can the people connect with you? What are your Facebook, IG, social media man, handles? Really, man. I've been doing all this, man, before social media even existed. Right. So, I'm gonna go old school, and, and I'm gonna do the only thing that I know that works. The Gentleman's Zone, 7968 Atlanta Highway, 334-538-7543. You can reach Captain Kirk the Barber all day long. Call me with your appointments. Call me. You ain't even call me. You don't have to set up an appointment. Just call me and let me know you, you coming that day. Then I also am Captain Kirk the Barber. No, Curtis the Barber Blackman on Facebook. And now my IG is I want to say Curtis the Barber three three four two I think because I got like two pages mm-hmm. so most of the time just call me three three four five three eight seven five four three that's it man for real too man. easy man and too I easy. Def- too easy and I put all of that in the description of the episode hey Curtis thanks again for the conversation I really appreciate you hey man much love man yes sir have a good one. Right, you too. Be safe. Yes, sir. You too. Good people. That concludes another dope episode of the Gumtown Podcast. In the meantime, in between time, y'all know what to do. Be blessed. Be safe. But most importantly, have the audacity to be you. Gone. Thanks again for tuning in. I appreciate your time and your attention. Until next time. <laughs>